1: One thing led to another today. Um, you know, I think on all three phases of the ball, starts starts with us taking care of the football, and we didn't do that today. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling, but at the same time, we, we got to play Thursday, so this one's got to be out of our system before tomorrow. You know, we we got to be ready to go on Thursday, and that's, I mean, I think that's a fortunate thing for us that we get to get to play on Thursday and try to get this taste out of our mouths.
0: You're listening to BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth. From BeckQL.
1: Welcome back, BeckQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, with you on this Tuesday morning. Joined now on the Roman guest line is one of our favorites, Jim Sonis of Number Fire and FanDuel. And uh, we got a lot of football to talk about here, Jim, including Josh Allen and the Bills. Thursday, Thanksgiving, they'll be in the night game. Against the Saints, so we'll get to that game in particular. But just Jim, welcome to the show. Any any Thanksgiving trends to uh, to bring up to hit on here? Because I know, look, it's a short week, three of these games, but anything that you've seen, we should factor in here as we uh, as our audience, I'm sure gets gets set to uh, to put some wagers down as they watch all these games.
0: Yeah, for me, I don't really tend to put a lot of weight in that, just because like things change so much year to year. Like you look at Detroit; it's first year at Dan Campbell uh, with. Uh, the Cowboys second year uh, with their with Mike McCarthy, first year that he's had him with Dak on Thanksgiving. You look at the Saints first year with No Drew Breeze, all that stuff. So like to me, I kind of just toss that out and just focus on like what I'm looking at for this specific year. Like you could factor in, hey, you know, it's for a week, you know, turnarounds, quick, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But like I think that's just probably mostly baked into the numbers. So for me, I'm just trying to play things straight up. Look at the look at things based on the way the two teams match up together and go things based on that as opposed to things that do change a lot. It's small sample always when it comes to a once every year type sample.
2: Let's take a look at these Thanksgiving games um, and we'll start backwards. Bills at Saints. Could the Saints have that same run heavy formula to beat the Bills even without Camara?
0: Yeah, I think that the, that if you gave me the Saints at full health, I would say yes. They could definitely do that. And it's not about Kamara as much as it's about, for me at least, the two tackles. Um, Taron Armstead is at practice Monday. It was estimated practice support, but he did get in a limited session or would have been limited for that practice. That, to me, says he had a chance to play this week, which would be huge, because they had to play last week without you know two of the best tackles in football. Ryan Ramchak's still not at practice on, on Monday, so it seems like maybe armstead plays and Ramchek doesn't. that would at least be something but the bills have been pretty good against lower level competition and the saints right now are kind of playing like that with the way trevor simeon has played so i think that to me says it's a good bounce back spot for the bills defense offense not quite as sold, um, you know. Maybe them, you know, maybe not the best bounce back spot for them, just because the Saints' defense is really good. So I think if we're looking at the the Saints' offense here, I'm pretty skeptical they can duplicate what the Colts did. I thought I thought the Colts doing what they did was decently predictable because you know we saw the tit- the, the Titans with the ball against the Bills, and the Colts had similar personnel, but with Kamara banged up, with Ramchek likely still out, with Armstead potentially still out. I don't think this version of the Saints' offense is one I'm necessarily banking on to be hyper-efficient against what I do think is really good defense this year.
1: Yeah, Jim, after watching uh, um, Trevor Simeon play here in Philadelphia over the weekend, I can agree with that. That that offense is in some trouble until they get their pieces back. Jim, let's uh, move forward to the probably the game that most people have their eyes on. Around 4.30 Eastern time, Thanksgiving Day, the Cowboys hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Cowboys seven-point favorites right now. 50 and a half on the total. Dallas coming in off a loss. A lot of issues on the offense right now with uh, wide receivers either on the COVID list or banged up. And the Raiders just look like a total mess right now. It's a big number. Would you lay it? And do you think the the Cowboys switching to more of a run-heavy approach here is going to be the play in this game?
0: I do, and I think that that's the big takeaway for me is that I like the under on this game. It's gone down. It was 51 and a half. It's now 50 and a half. I still want to get that because I think this could close at, like, 49 or so just because of what you mentioned. I would expect this to be a pretty run-heavy formula for Dallas because they'll probably be able to do it. The Raiders overall have been pretty decent against the rush this year. We saw Joe Mixon on Sunday be pretty good against them, and the Cowboys have shown this year when – they think it's in their best interest to run the football. They will. They had a stretch from weeks two to five where they basically just said, "All right, Zeke and Pollard go win us this game," and they did. Like they were awesome in that stretch. I'd expect that to happen here. Tyron Smith probably going to play on Thursday. That's a good thing for the rush offense and for the passing offense too. But with they've, when they've got the personnel and they've got the dudes to do it, the Cowboys have been willing to do so. And that's not to say that I, I, I don't think Dak can be good. You know, with no Lamb and no no Cooper. If you give him a full, you know, set of game planning without those guys, I think Calvin Moore can cook up a really good scheme. Dak Prescott is one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. They can make things work, but I'm not sure they'll necessarily need to because this Raiders offense is really struggling without Henry Ruggs. So I think I look at this matchup and say, Okay, the Cowboys have the personnel to run the football. I think they will be incentivized to do so because of the lack of cooper and lamb and i think they're probably going to take that route i don't expect the raiders offense to do a whole lot themselves so i see fifty and a half being the total i think the under on that number is the best route to take in this game i think the spread's pretty efficient i've got a 7.89 in favor of uh dallas so seven is uh fair and that's where i put it as well so to me i think the best route here is taking the under on 50 and a half, obviously no one wants to for an under when you're on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But I do think here it's the, the way I'd want to play things.
2: What about bears at lions, Andy Dalton and Tim Boyle? What a treat that's going to be as well.
0: Yeah. Treat is one way to put it for sure. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, looking at Tim Boyle on Sunday, like I put in a downward adjustment for the lions moving from golf to Boyle, just because Boyle was not like, good in college stuff like that so I put in an adjustment down but I didn't adjust down enough for how bad he would be so you know looking forward to this week I had to like you know make that manual adjustment the question that I had is how do I tinker things with Andy Dalton versus Fields not just in terms of like efficiency but also in terms of how they play things because obviously with Fields a lot of time they're being very very run heavy wouldn't be shocked if they do the same thing here so to me I see three and a half And I'm probably okay staying away from it just because there are a lot of moving pieces. There's some guesswork in terms of efficiency with Fields or with Dalton. There's some guesswork in terms of run-pass ratio. Guesswork on can Tim Boyle actually be that bad again? Probably yes, but like it's a a guesswork. So to me, I see three and a half. I'm probably staying away. If I were to bet this game, I would lay the points with the Bears. But I think to me, it's an efficient enough spread where I'm okay just kind of standing back and enjoying what should be a really weird game, like, it doesn't be a good game to be fun. It can be weird and fun, kind of like a Nicolas Cage movie of, like, Thanksgiving games. I'm kind of hoping for, like, that because I think that that's the, the best-case scenario for this game.
1: Yeah, a Nicolas Cage movie of, of Thanksgiving games. I'm going to I'm gonna try to spin it that way in my head as I sit down and watch it on Thursday. Jim Zanis of FanDuel fire joining us. Jim, let's talk big picture here. The Kansas City Chiefs basically left for dead about a month ago. It just looked bad. And now the AFC has come back to them. They're playing better. They are the favorites to win the AFC on FanDuel Sportsbook right now, plus 330. Is that right in your mind? Should the Chiefs be the favorites to win the AFC?
0: Probably. Just because, like, if you look at the way things work out in terms of, like, the first round buy, which is kind of, you're not betting that, like, market by doing this, but you're kind of, you're pretty close to doing that. And they're now... A game behind the Titans, and the Titans don't have Derrick Henry offense, look totally dysfunctional. Uh, the Titans plus 750. So clearly, sportsbooks not buying into what they've seen the Titans, nor do I. Like, I think that that's pretty legitimate to be skeptical of them right now. So when I look at my numbers, like, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I sounded very silly, and I said, hey, the Chargers look pretty good. They still look pretty good by my numbers. Do I feel good about that? No. But, like, it's still what it's saying is, hey, the Chargers are pretty interesting, but the Chargers are not in position positioned as well as Kansas City is to get that first round bye, to have that good positioning for the AFC Championship. So, to me, I see Kansas City going into their bye – that gives them the chance to kind of reset, decide, hey, what's working, what isn't. We saw in that Raider game, you know, some changes in personnel, a lot of heavy personnel, getting Clyde Edwards-Elair back, I think will help them in terms of early down rushing efficiency. Darrell Williams is fine. I'm uh, like, he can, he's decent in the passing game. But I do think that Edwards-Elair gives them some some more juice in the rushing game. So I wouldn't expect to come out of the bye and play better than they've played you know, the past month or so. So to me, I think that they should be the favorite. Am I betting them at plus 330? No, but I think that they should be the favorite in the AFC right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure.
1: You got this. Adidas.
2: All right, when you look at the Sunday card, what games do you like? Is there anything that you're on early?
0: yeah I, I i i've every week this year it seems like i've been on the vikings and i'm not gonna stop now because i mean why Ooh. would i I mean they look great on sunday against the packers uh they are a three-point dog on the road against san francisco really big game in terms of like playoff implications now i think that there is some wiggle room to not bet this one right away because uh it's minus 114 uh, on the plus three so you know, if you don't want to lay that juice, you could wait and, you know, you know bite the bullet on the key number. But I do think that, you know, with the Vikings here, I would take the plus three at minus 114 now personally because they're weirdly good. Um, I've been, like, annoyed by how good they've looked in my numbers all year. Like, every week I <laughs> update my stuff. I complain to my coworkers, hey, I'm really annoyed that the Vikings keep grading out well. And so I look back at what my numbers have said as far as the Vikings go it is said that they have been undervalued by at least two points versus the spread in eight of their games so far this year, which is, agreed, so it's very stupid that this keeps happening, but they are five and three against the spread in those games. So, like, oh, okay, whatever, I guess I'll buy into this and actually bet them plus three. So, I think that that's my favorite one right now is Minnesota plus three against San Francisco. You, the defense had its issues for sure. I'm not sure how well they'll do against a Kyle Shanahan rush offense that can definitely do some good stuff, but with – as the 49ers not fully healthy in terms of their rushing offense. I do think it's okay to go with the Vikings here despite the weird matchup. Take the plus three right now and see how things move later on in the week.
2: What about putting them in a teaser? Because they are at that number three. Is there any other team you might be interested in pairing them up with?
0: Yeah, so it's a weird week for teasers because, like, if you're looking at, like, the traditional method of, you know, getting across six and across three or across seven and across three, nothing fits because uh, there are so many short spreads here. So, and for me personally, for my my style, I don't like doing so with underdogs because you can see – compounding situations where a team gets down forces the issue and is trying to play catch up and they you know lead to a larger differential as a result of what they're doing and i think that's a concern with kirk cousins specifically because kirk cousins does a wild stuff that you wish he wouldn't do a lot of the time especially when he's down so to me you know you're getting that nine at that point They could lose by a lot if Kirk gets in a bad situation. So to me, I think if I'm not going with the spread, I think I look at the money line, it's plus 130 right now. I don't mind that. I'd expect that to probably finish somewhere closer to like 120 or so. So I think if I'm going for an alternate route with Minnesota, I think I'm looking towards the money line versus putting them in a teaser just because I get really nervous about quarterbacks who are not as skilled as a drop back game when they're in a negative game script.
1: Jim Sonis, Number fire duel joining us. Jim, while we're on the subject of the Vikings because the Vikings are um, kind of like one of our favorite subjects to talk about them and it feels like half our show hates the Vikings, can't stand cousins, and then the other half we're talking up like their, their odds and their futures. If you were to play the Vikings in any way moving forward, because I agree with you, I think they're just better than their record. I had them last week at the Packers. There's something there with this team. What would you play? What kind of future is maybe the, the best way to play the Vikings right now? Simply to make the playoffs, there's pretty short odds, but still plus money. I mean, you get the Vikings 28 to 1 to win the NFC, 60 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins 150 to 1 to win the MVP. Jim, if you had to play a Vikings future, just big picture Vikings, what what's the best way you would do this?
0: I got to ask you, Joe, not to say those numbers ever again. I don't want to get tempted. So, like, just to, let me ignore these numbers blissfully. I never want to hear them ever again. I think that the best way, though, if I'm being, like, rational, is their, their current win total is 8.5. It's minus 140 on the over, but I do think that there's value in that number because you look at their schedule. They've still got some pretty, you know, winnable games in the future. They've got the Lions. They've got a couple against Detroit. They're home against the Steelers. So, like, And I think they could win again this weekend, as mentioned before. So, I think that 8.5... It is minus 140, which can be kind of annoying, but I think that's not too bad. You look at the wild card race in the NFC, and they're pretty well positioned there, too. So right now, they are minus 110 to make the playoffs at FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that one's pretty good as well. And I think that, honestly, from a futures betting perspective, those may be my favorite two futures right now are the Vikings' over 8.5 wins at minus 140 and to make the playoffs at minus 110. I think those are the two ones I like the most. It's funny you ask that. I, I do think that they are the ones... I would be looking to bet right now in terms of how I want to play things. I do think that they are uh, positionable in the futures market. Again, they scare me because of how much my numbers like them, but maybe I should just trust it. It's worked so far, so maybe I should just trust it and see what happens. But, you know, it doesn't make me comfy, that's for
1: sure. Yeah, that's what happens with those Vikings. You feel good, and then they let you down. Jim, we really appreciate you hopping on. Great insight, and uh, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jim.
0: Thank you. Same to you both. Appreciate it. Have a great
1: weekend. That was Jim Sanis on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Boy, we've had our quota of Kirk Cousins talk on the show the last couple days. I'm thrilled. I
2: know. I I wanted to throw in there, like, I covered him um, his whole time in Washington, so I know about those letdowns. I mean, it's a roller coaster with that guy. You just... You want to believe in him and you get excited and then, oh no, he reverts back into Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah, they'll win the next four, <laughs> lose the last two, and miss the playoffs. That that's what that's what the Vikings probably will do here. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beckuall today presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll go off the board next right here on the all Network.